You are listening to the Run Duo Podcast, a program to entertain and to inform. Forerunners by runners. Now here are your hosts, India Cook and Tommy Mitchell. And we are back. Yes. The Run Duo. Duo. Episode, what episode are we? It's 27. Episode 27. Oh my God. Next, next episode next is our episode anniversary. Next episode is our anniversary. Our, oh, We've been people. kicking it a for whole, a whole year. Consistency. Consistency. <laughs> Straight consistency. Did you Straight think that uh, when you asked me I was going to be consistent and come every other Tuesday? Um, Every other Tuesday, yeah. I knew you weren't going to make it every Tuesday, so I said. <laughs> have I missed this. a Tuesday? <laughs> nope. You I actually have made not, me do one that I was not planning on doing. I have not missed a Tuesday. <laughs> you, I put it on my calendar, and when people try to schedule me, I just say I'm busy that day. Every other Tuesday. <laughs> well, you have a race coming up. It's race week. Yeah, yes. it's race week. You're going up to Washington, D.C. Yes, that's Cherry correct. Cherry Blossom 10 miler. Yes. Very, very fortunate. I am jealous. You ready? <sighs> I'm ready. I'm ready. You and Ayana have been putting in the miles. We've been putting in the miles. They've been um quite interesting, but the miles are there. Yeah. I just need to... This week, the last couple of days, I've been really just trying to work on my mental being ready. Uh-huh. And this last weekend, when I did my last long run, the pollen took me down. Man down. Pollen one, <laughs> India zero. If you guys don't know about Atlanta... And this pollen, All right? When pollen season hits. It, it can it can debilitate, debilitate you. There Listen, you go. so um, so there was yeah. there was three things that I forgot to take on my run on Saturday mm-hmm. that is important if you're pollen running. So obviously, uh, some shades to kind of block the pollen from mm-hmm. your eyes. I did have a hat on, but shades from pollen from your eye. Yeah. Um, a lot of people run with masks. Okay. So the the little mask they gave them away at the Peachtree Road Race, not Peachtree Road Race, Lord Jesus, the um the Publix, the little wrap. Oh yeah, mine is around here somewhere. I know what, what you're talking you, what about. What you do with it, Tommy? Um, actually, I gave it to Heather. I think I have one here. I, I gave it to Heather, and she threw it somewhere. So I don't know. It's These little there. wrap thingies. So I, I see that yours is still packed. So you didn't. It's still it. packed. Yeah. Um, but it can be wrapped anywhere. But you just kind of wear it, and it, you know, it's like a little mask around your uh. You can wrap it and then have it as a mask around, like, your mouth area. So, so you can anyway. use that to, to block. Because I see, yeah, they do have yeah, it Yeah, so you can, you can use it to where it can be put around your mouth. It can be around your head. Like, there's different styles. So, of course, you put your head, like, through this area and then use it, this as your mouth. So that, and then after we got done running, this older lady stopped and she said, you know, if you put Vaseline around your nose, it catches the pollen, catches at least some of the, some of the pollen. I have heard that. So Vaseline around your nostrils mm-hmm. just to catch some pollen. So those are three things that I did not have on Saturday and I was a man down, well, but I'm see, ready. I am, I, um, not just for pollen, but just in general, have you ever run a race where like your nose is just snotting like the whole time? Not from pollen, but just... I haven't had that issue. Really? That's yeah. good because I run races where I guess the race is known for it. Okay. Where like literally people on the sideline have tissue Oof. for okay. you. But I ain't a tissue dude. You doing snot rockets? I'm straight. I'm straight. Uh, okay. Snot rockets on that. Yes. Yeah, I ain't going to even worry about Ooh. it. <laughs> but anyway, it's race weekend. I am ready. I'm ready to get it over with. I'm ready to just enjoy. My friend up in D.C. has posted some pictures. The cherry blossoms are nice and bright up there. Okay. It's 40 degrees, though, up there right now. So we got a couple days before race. That's good. It's a 10-miler. Yeah, that's good weather right now. But, like, for me to enjoy the city, I don't want to be there in the cold. So, so is it 40 during the day or at night? 40 during the day. And dropping even more at night. Uh, so, but, gotcha. so, 
Supposedly, the weather says that it's going to be 70 and um, cooler in the evening. So it's going to be a nice weekend to hang out. I, had, I don't know what the morning forecast is. Have you ever been Sunday. to DC before? I have. It's okay. been some years, but it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Ooh, Lord. I'm excited. DC. Great city. Mm-hmm. Yes, it it's is. Definitely fun to visit. Some trouble to get into. <laughs> exactly. I'm excited. Well, I'm glad you're ready yes. uh, for, for your race. Now, there yes. was a lot of stuff going on oh, this goodness. weekend. Yes. I mean, when race season hits, it's it hit hard. Hard. Yes. It hit hard. Like, so... I <laughs> Love Run in Philly. Love Run in Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the Speed Project going mm-hmm. on, which I definitely want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, some other races that... What else? Um, but yeah, Love Yes, Run something in, did happen this mm-hmm. weekend. The, five, the Top Golf 5K. That's... Oh, I'm so sorry, Tess. Sorry, Tess. Yes. 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 Yeah. I'm like, was it? Yes. I thought it was something. I was doing yeah. my long run and I saw that. So Top Golf 5K yeah, top is top what top took five. place. So the run, Atlanta Run Social um, Series has opened. That was their yes. first race yes. of the season. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, if y'all don't know Tess, then you don't know running. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's her her group doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I saw a lot of people up at the Love Run. A big group went up for, you know, because it's that big 50 states half marathon. Yeah, they, yeah. A big yeah. group of them went up from mm-hmm. Atlanta and ran it. So, congratulations. Yeah, to the them. Love Run is on my list. I'm going to try to probably do that next year. You knock it off some good races because Cherry Blossom is one. Mm-hmm. Love Run is definitely one yep. that, that's worth doing. Anything else? What's on your, what, what, you got anything else on your bucket list? Uh, The Flying Pig. Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh-huh. Um, the Flying Pig, I want to do the Baltimore Running Festival. Okay. Um, I do want to do Boston Half. Boston Half. Yes. yes Who does? Yes. I mean, there's a it's, Boston yeah, It's done by the, the BAA? It's not as big as the, well, yeah, yeah, but sure it's, 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 I, I want to yeah. say it is. Ooh, I don't want to say the wrong day. Isn't it during the 4th or something? Yeah, it's somewhere in that area. Because Tommy so. Daniels went to no, do no, it. No, 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 no. It's no. closer to Chicago time. Maybe that's, that's what, what it, it is. Yeah. So it's closer okay. to Chicago time. So it's a, it's a fall half. So I am interested in doing that. So Did you sign up for the Peace Tree? Did I sign up? I'm an ATC member. Yeah, I'm just asking. Did you sign? I up? did. It's so funny because uh, one of it's some people that have been posting congratulations. You got in post, and I'm like, you're not an Atlanta track club. <laughs> the shade. So of course, for people that don't know that live that live outside of Atlanta, if you are an Atlanta track club member, you automatically get into the Peachtree Road Race, which is exactly. the world's largest 10K. That's sixty thousand people yeah. that run it. So for me, I've been a member for several years, so I just sign up and keep it moving. So when I see the congratulations from people, I'm like, why are you not a member? <laughs> like, why even stretch yourself on a lottery? Well, and the thing is. It's definitely, even if you're not a member, it's definitely easier to get in now than yeah, it used to be. Because yeah. it used to be, literally, you had to sit by your computer and wait for it to open. Yeah. And you just had to keep trying until you got in. Right. Kind of thing. So, right. the lottery, I think, is a little bit better. I don't hear as much about people not getting in right. as I used to. Yeah, but congratulations for, for everyone that did get in, everyone that signed up in time. Because there's a lot of people that are members and forgot to sign up. That, mm. I know that that happens. Yeah. Um, and congratulations for everybody that got into the Marine, uh, Marine Corps. That I know was, yeah, that, 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 ended, lottery yeah, that lottery happened last happened. week as well. So congratulations on that. But Atlanta Track Club is definitely stepping up on their incentives this year for the 50th. What was the incentive? Just not even just incentives, but their their contests and stuff. So they have a lottery ticket going out right yeah. now. So yeah. if you um, register for the race, when you go get your bib or when you obtain it, mm-hmm. they were giving, I think, five people or two people $5,000, five people $500. So randomly some people are going to get this money. Um, with the Georgia Lottery. They had the United tickets, the Hawks games. like So just more things, more yeah. buzz around Atlanta Track Club this year versus any other year. So. Yeah, and, and did you see the new, the, the Mizuno? I saw your post about those Mizuno. They're white. They're going to be dirty quick. I'm not going to run them. 
Like I said, right. I'm not a sneakerhead. I'm not the guy that's gonna sit and um get uh, do the sneakers and keep them clean and stuff like that. But I'm, yeah. I'm not a sneakerhead. I don't okay, do that. well, if I'm you're not running in them, then okay. But I'm not gonna if I get those, I'm not gonna run. Okay. So I just want them because they say 50th on it. Even though I'm 51, it doesn't exactly line up. Uh, it's it's you know it, it's close enough. You tried it, <laughs> but the metal is dope. Did you see the metal? No. Oh my gosh, the metal is nice. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, yeah, I, I did, did you purchase did. a metal? I, I did not. It's the 50th. Why are you excited about the 50th? It's the well, 50th. It's, it's, anyway, um, we we'll we we'll get there. Anyway, um, I'll end up with a metal. Um, <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> anyway, yes, yes, yes. So let's see about the speed project. Oh my goodness! So the speed project was it started on Friday the 29th at 4 a.m. And for those that don't know what it is, the speed project is basically almost like a Ragnar, but very unconventional Ragnar. So it is individuals, groups of teams, usually groups of six, mm-hmm. running from the Santa Monica Pier in Los Angeles. To Las Vegas to the Las Vegas Strip, which is three hundred and forty miles. Yeah, there's they basically say there's no rules, but the only rule there is is that you have to be you're running like it is on foot that you have yeah. to get there. Uh-huh. So of course you're going through deserts, you're yeah. going through uncharted territory. It is very uh very sketch, but it is it's a big deal. Yeah, and it is this is the fifth year that they put it on. Um, and the world record so was held not world record. Well, the record for the race was for 2018 was 35 hours and 49 minutes. Uh-huh. And it was butchered by a team this year called BRS, which is Blue Ribbon Sports. And they're actually a Nike collaborative team. They got the record. They beat the record in 31, 15, 58. Wow. So they killed it. So they were doing sub six. So for 340 miles, their team of six people, four men, two women, sub six. In deserts, rocks, dark, uphills, mountains. Wow. Up and over everything. The next team that that um, came in um, was the Adidas collaborative team. Okay. So, and they were also a mixed team. And they came in 34, 14, 35. And then there was also a women's record that was shattered by a t- um, team called Tempo. And they came in 37.02. So these are like, and of course, the women's team, they're still doing seven-minute paces for wow. 340 miles. So just imagine, a Ragnar, I think, is maybe, what, 200 miles for some of them? Yeah. Um, this is a lot more than that. So it's it's exciting. Of course, that individuals have RVs, they have vans and things yeah. of that nature support to be able staff. to travel yeah. that. They have support staff. They have Most all those things sponsored on. sponsored by pretty big Exactly. So, and I did reach out to, because uh, I know District uh, district Running, DRC, yeah. they did do it last year. And I did reach out to one of them. I was like, what's the secret of getting into the speed project? And mm-hmm. it's like, they don't think that there is a secret, but usually a lot of the big teams are associated or affili- affiliated with the team. But I feel like we need to pull it together and let's well, do a race. I told you, I hit them up. Mm-hmm. I DM'd them like last year sometime. Right. Like, hey! I want to be down. Right. Hey, get, send, right. Me, send me the application. Yes. He was like, pump your brakes. <laughs> yes. Who are you? Right. <laughs> kind of thing. They want to know about you. Yeah, they want to know about you, I think, because it is a very organic um, uh, relay. Right. And I really think if we got with Tess and, and yes. the Running Nerds, Run Social, I think we could probably find a way to get a team in. So I think another reason why they ask about you is because mm-hmm. because it is not 
roads are not blocked off. There's yeah. not a pe- there are people out there looking for you. There's yeah. there is none of that. They have it. You do are you are connected to a laptop. Yeah. So there are pe- people that are seeing kind of where you are. But there's not roadside assistance. There's not lights. Like you have to bring all of that. So I don't yeah. think that they do want teams that may be more concerned with injury and yeah. you know what I'm saying like they, they want, want they want top notch teams yeah. exactly yeah. and they want you to be able to fund it it's going to be yeah. you know expensive doing that yeah. so let me ask you this if we were to pull together a team because for me in my mind I'm like I'll be a driver I'll be a supporter but I would like to like take some some of our really fast individuals from Atlanta or people that we know yeah that can knock it down so for me, I mean, um, Philip King is not from Atlanta, but I can see Philip King doing it. I can see Shawana doing it, Coach O doing it. I can see Patrick doing it. Mm-hmm. I can see Ronald doing it. Yeah. Ronald Joseph out of New York, and we need one more. I want another female. Who's who's a female that can do good easy seven sixes for well um, well over a marathon for a weekend? She doesn't run a lot of relays. She runs all marathons. She used to be a those crazy looking shirts. Marathon burn. Maniacs or Marathon? No, Burn Art or something. She used to wear. Yes! Yeah, you know Aisha, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I know Aisha, exactly what you're talking she's about. Fast. I know she yeah, probably yeah. do it. So, I, I think we should, uh, I would love to scout out some people to try to get into the Speed Project. I think it would be dope to see it. And I think it also would be dope to continuously see African Americans doing this relay. Because yeah. you don't see very many of us in this project. And that would be awesome. Well, there was a, a group in there um, called Rundum yes. Crew. Yes. Um, Charlie Dark. Mm hmm. Um, I don't know. Did you listen to um, Behind the Wheel? Yes. Yeah, his mm-hmm. interview. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that crew was in there from London. Right. So, I mean, but, you know, of course, they're, yeah. they're big. So, it was, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, it was 23 countries, um, 43 ten- teams, 23 countries of people that were kind of came in for this, mm-hmm. for this. So, I think it would be interesting and it would be good to pull some people together. So, if you're serious or listeners, if you know some people that could throw down some good paces for long periods of time, not a marathon. Well, like, it well, would need now, to be... That's uh, different. True. But also, we want people that we can... You know, you want to deal with yes. for... Because we all heard the bad horror stories. Yes, yes, so yes, So, yes. we definitely want to find a group of people that are fast, but also that worked well as good a team. Good personality. And we'll get to Vegas... And have a good time. Yeah, we don't need no fights on the RV. <laughs> we don't need none of that. We don't need all of that. So that might cancel out a couple of people that are already listed. Um, but yeah, we don't need... <laughs> we don't need... Definitely No, no, no. But yeah, I mean, things happen. So that one of the teams had an individual that got a dog bite. like Because oh there's, there's animals and stuff out there. Okay. Um, of course, you're in the middle of nowhere. So yeah. you got animals, you know, yeah. they explained how they're running in the dark. It's worse than Ragnar. So you got your headlamp. Sometimes the RV is following you so that you can have more light, but you're hearing animals mm-hmm. from all over. You don't know how far or close they are. Exactly. Um, so we had a team that was down one person. So they ended up running it with five instead of six. So they had a dog bite. Uh-huh. They had RVs, have flat tires, like all kinds of stuff yeah. happened. So yeah. you need to bring people that also are you know, mechanically savvy, can read a map. Like, all those things are important. But I think exactly. we should pull it together and Well, I've always said something. I would love to uh, to get in. But when I first heard about it, the first time I ever heard about it, I was like, yeah, that's yeah. something I would love to be a part of. Yes. And this is the fifth year. Um, so, I mean, whenever we can do it, I feel like we need to do this thing. Okay. So. Well, I mean, you know, I, I got a, something coming <laughs> in the end of May. But once we get him nailed down... <laughs> I'm open. Your baby, yes, your baby, your baby. I get it. So <laughs> once he comes, I mean, I, not that I think that you know having a kid's going, you know, because I I know so it's many people ch- out there that run. It's gonna change. That have kids. Oh, yeah, it's gonna change, but they're not gonna, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not, not gonna, gonna stop end my, your life. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going. 
And that's what's gonna it's gonna be important that you can do. Exactly, so. exactly. Because I wanted to show him, hey, Daddy, oh, that, this. Dad can still do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta stay well so that when he's running around, you can be running behind yeah, him. Exactly. Not struggling. Um, did you see the flow track with um LSU? In Houston, at the Texas Rangers. I did not. What happened? Okay, so you know what flow track is. Yes, I, well, so, I follow them on Yeah, Instagram. they always have, you know, different track. It's mostly track, track and field. Mm-hmm. They don't really do too much, you know, um, marathons, half marathon kind of stuff. The, the, the event that happened had very little to do with flow track. So he, LSU, they have a runner. Hold mm-hmm. on a second. They have a runner. His name is Jerron Flournay. Mm-hmm. Um, he came back. He was the final leg of the 4 by 4 or the 4 by 100 mm-hmm. um, relay and mm-hmm. the Texas relays, he caught, and I could not find the name of the Houston anchor man. I looked everywhere. I could not find his name. But anyway, he caught the Houston anchor and passed him and won the race. Now, if you're watching Almost Live, I'm going to show the tape on Almost Live. But anyway, he catches him, mm-hmm. and as he's crossing the line, he gave him a little... A nudge? He gave, he gave, like, he got in front of him and then was talking mess, like, what? blah, 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 you know, like, what, what, what? Like, blow it up. <laughs> if you watch the tape, you can see, like, after he crosses and he does all yeah. that, like, you know, this older black gentleman, you know, you right. can see him, like, kind of telling them, hey, you need to calm it down. Yeah. But anyway, so Flow Track, they show it, they show it, they show it. They show it on their different platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Mm-hmm. The comments were hilarious. So the first time around... FlowTrack uh, just showed it, but then they posted a thing saying, should there be more of this in track and field, like that kind of bravado and energy? And FlowTrack is like, yes. Yeah. So people are commenting. Um, and, you know, people are, some people are saying yes, some people are no, some people are saying, oh, Prefontaine was like that, and, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. Some people are like, you ever heard of sportman- sportsmanship? Your boy Ron, he, he put in, he was Always. like, I, I would do it. Yeah. Yeah, somebody got it, no. <laughs> Because Ron said, I would do it, and then post it like he has a 243 marathon and take a 441 mile. Mm-hmm. Why somebody come in behind and say, with those times, you can't be talking mess. I was like, well, <laughs> But see, when you're talking about flow track, you don't know who's out there. Those right. could be like exactly. elite athletes right. on track and field athletes. Right. So that was on Facebook. Then they posted the same thing on Instagram. Uh-huh. Now, on Instagram, they actually did a poll. Do we need more of this in track and, or in, you know, track and field and running? Yes. 90% yes, 10% mm-hmm. no. When I tell you they started going in on distance runners, wow, they were like, Oh, them 10% knows are distance runners <laughs> that don't like, speaking yeah, exactly. Speaking They're like, Oh, uh, <laughs> they were comparing us to like tennis players. Oh, I mean, when I say they were going in on distance runners, interesting. I was like, I was like, Yeah, I ain't gonna. Into a, I'm not getting into my just, Instagram. I'm gonna scroll and just look at these comments. Yeah, I'm I was not looking at the comments. I was like, dang. So it's like, dang. But my thing is, and you gotta go back and look at it, because it actually, when I first saw it, I was like, that's funny. Right. But because I have no problem with people that talk mess, and let me just say this about the gentleman that did it. First off, I paid very little attention to what people under the age of 30 do. Okay, you in your 20s. Of course you right. do stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you that's, silly stuff. If you're going to do it, that's when you're going to do it. Right. So I really wasn't paying that much attention to it. And then they went back and did an interview with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Some other site did an interview with him. And they really weren't talking about it. They were just talking about, hey, you guys won. How you mm-hmm. feel? You know, LSU, mm-hmm. how you going to do this year? And then they said, asked about it. He's like, you know, yeah, man, I went and talked to, mm-hmm. you know, the dude. And, you know, we squashed it. It was just something from last year. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, rivalries, that's LSU and Houston. Houston, I used to live in Houston. Track and field is huge right, right, in right. Houston. For sure. So, you know, I could th- I could see how a rivalry could start with, you know, track and field. 
my thing on this is, if you want to talk shit, talk it. Right. I'm sorry if you, your kids are watching. <laughs> if you want to talk it, talk it. I'm not a big person that does a lot of, even in right. sports at one point when I, I thought I was the greatest. Mm-hmm. That's really wasn't my thing. But my thing is, if you talk it, Back when you it lose, mm-hmm. be able to out of it. Yeah, like, like okay, all right, you, you got right, it. You got it. Mm-hmm. Don't be a sore loser. Right. Don't, don't, right. you know. Just be like, okay. exactly. But as far as. Step I, your I, game I, up. I can't imagine. This is the thing, though. After watching that, I was like, somebody needs to mic up Chip Choey mm. on a marathon. Because I really would like to know what they say to each other. While they are running? While, yeah, exactly. Yeah. While they're running. Like, you don't know. Yeah. Chip Choey could be like, I'm the best. Y- y'all better get behind me. Uh-huh. Who knows what he said? Yes, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I, I was like, as far as more of that in running, because mm-hmm. everybody was like, well, if you don't like that, then why do you like football? Or why mm-hmm. do you like basketball? Well, mm-hmm. those are more of a contact type sport. Mm-hmm. Track and field is, you, you, there's an actual lane to yeah, keep you from but, touching the But universe. I will say this. They do do clipping and stuff in track and field, which people don't realize. So they'll clip you with your cleats, uh-huh. with their cleats. Um, so it is a lot of like put kind of nudging, you know, hit yeah. you with the elbow. Well, when you're running like, yeah, yeah. Case, so when, yeah, yeah, I do, so you know, the jostling. That. But when you're in your lane, of course, you're yeah. not able to do that. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this was a, like, they're running the, the, the last hundred. Right. So they're in a lane. But yeah. you're right. When you're running the 10,000 or the 5,000, like yeah, yeah, you yeah. definitely are, you know, jostling for position because you're not actually having to be exactly. in that, that, that single lane. Yeah. But it was just funny to me when I saw it and then when <laughs> and we talked about I was just like, see, I'm a distance runner. My, and this was, I really wanted to go on that. Look, I don't care how old you are right now. Right. If you're going to keep running, yeah. you're eventually going to be a distance runner. <laughs> yes. I don't care. I don't I care mean, what you run right I now. I tell people all the time, it's about endurance. So if you can, <laughs> my thing is, you may not be faster than me, but I can run longer than you. And to me, that's a plus. Like, you're going to be tired after a lap. Dude, I don't know how many people go out and watch 40-year-old people running 400s. They I mean, it is really not yeah. something that well, people enjoy. I actually enjoy. do, like, when I watch the Atlanta Track Club, when they have their all-comers meets, it's actually pretty funny. And I'm nervous as they're <laughs> running because they look like they're going to break something. Exactly. But people that are not runners like the ones that are actually like you probably were really good in college and then fell off and they're yeah. like oh let me get out here Dude. but of course we know people that are 50 60 70 years old that are killing it but they still look in tip-top shape so. yeah yeah yes so, very yeah. interesting it was it was quite hilarious it was yes. it entertained me so much yes i am going to be remiss and um Darrell, i know you are watching and listening to this if you are not on the speed project, I forgot. Like, why did I yeah. even forget? He should have been number one on my exactly, list. Exactly, because Darrell, number one, yes, he's fast. Number two, I, he, I, I wouldn't mind sitting in a van the with miles. Yes. And number three, uh, I don't know if he gets drunk, but he gonna get some shots of Vegas <laughs> if he comes. <laughs> the logistics of stuff though would be so on point. Exactly. He, his mentality, his preciseness of things, and the number of miles that he puts in and all that would be amazing. So, Darrell, this is for you. You would be number one on that list. I apologize. You know what? We uh, um, Speaking of speed project and long relays, mm-hmm. Selma. Yes. Selma Montgomery. I heard it wasn't as many people this yes, year. Yes, there were less teams. This, and, and Which is unfortunate. And actually, I had the honor, um, if, if y'all know, I'm, I'm working with um, Heather King on the ice Black, Black Ice Project, project. Mm-hmm. and I'm kind of documenting, you know, as she gets, as they're trying to raise money and stuff like that. So at the Black Ice Project, this it wasn't a, a get together, but there was this cigar bar, and I'm dang, I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of the cigar bar, but they had a little benefit for Heather and the Black Ice Project. Basically, they had Heather making drinks, and then they auctioned them off. 
Mm-hmm. It was pretty funny. It was mm-hmm. it was a nice little time. But I was out there talking to Heather, and somebody has already hit her up mm-hmm. about Selma to Montgomery and doing a takedown to yeah. try to get those yeah I saw that. those those numbers up. Mm-hmm. And, and Heather and I were talking, and you, I, you know I want you to kind of chime in on this as well. So Heather was kind of saying, and I'm not you know not mentioning names or anything like, that, but you know she saw a lot of pictures from it this year. Mm-hmm. She was like, but the thing that bothered me was people were talking about you know running, but nobody was talking about the path, why we're doing it, and, you know, mm-hmm. Selma to Montgomery and what it means. And what I, what I was saying to her was, with things like that, um, we can include the race in that, which, if you haven't signed up for, for the race, what's you wrong need with to. you? Sign up for the race. Need to. The race. Anyway. October 4th. <laughs> October 4th, yes. Um, but things like the race, Selma to Montgomery, um, when uh, this gentleman, I think he, he's been ill, but he had set the, there was a half marathon that they were doing through the um, south part of Atlanta, and I can't remember the gentleman's name, but it was for MLK. Mm-hmm. Um, he had set that up. Things like that, that we say, well, we're doing this for the culture, we're doing this, you know, hey, how many times are you going to see black people? To me, that only works once. You know what I mean? It's only going to work one time we're going to all get together and do it, after that, it's got to be about your event. And my thing is, the race is a great event. It's very well organized. Even if it wasn't just about coming to do it just because Tess and his African, African-American run, it's such a good event, you would still want to run it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's what I mean. It's got to be, sometimes it's got to be about your event. And I don't know if that's what happened. People, because they were saying that, you know, the course wasn't cordoned off too well, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I feel bad because I talked to the guy that's doing that was the race director. Mm-hmm. I talked to him at the expo for the race, mm-hmm. and I meant to bring him on because right. the year before I had actually talked to a young lady that was involved in it right. um, on Shut Up Tommy. But I meant to bring him on. But anyway, um, I talked to him, and I wish I had brought him on. But he wants you know Heather to come over and kind of do that to kind of bring more awareness to it and that sort of thing. And I'm mad because I've been wanting to do it. I think yeah. I might go and do the ultra, just do the fifty one. Okay. Just just get out there and do it. You know, Polo did it. All right. Like, I'm here. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm he, mad I didn't do it this year. He has holding on to this 51. I'm mad I didn't do it this year because I turned 51. Yeah, yeah. So, I know that Tess and her crew went out. They went out last yeah, year. They and they went out this year. Uh-huh. Um, it's also one that's been, that is on my list that I want to do. Yeah. Um, I definitely think in regards to the cultural piece to it, there does need to be more education because people don't know what that what the bridge is. They don't yeah. know what the Evan mm-hmm. Bridge is. They don't know why or what it is. There are people that don't know that. So, yes, I feel like there needs to be some education mm-hmm. on that. But marketing is key. Like, and I think that's where it's lacking. I think they push up their marketing too late. They mm. need to be. They need to start marketing now. They need more social media um, presence. Yeah. They also need to be, you know, in the midst of that, explaining what this is, why it's important. It needs to go for the full year. So after this this race, there should have mm-hmm. been a there should have been a blitz of sign up for next year. So there's a lot of things that could have been done that. That could be done, but I mean, I think that that's our positions in the run community is now to educate other people and get us out there to get yeah. involved in these events. Exactly. I mean, yeah, and I'm, you're right. It's, it's about marketing. I just mean, like, when you do market it, don't market it just because only come run this because of the path. Come right. run it because it's a great So event. that means that logistics of things need to become better. Because exactly. you know what's the unfortunate thing about races is that someone will complain about a race and tell you and and talk about the complaints of a mm-hmm. race not enough water it was a short it was a sh- yeah. it was shorted by point one, yeah. point two, point three. um it was it was whatever the roads were bad they will complain before they say these are all the things that were good about it 
and unfortunate that's unfortunate and that's just kind of the human nature of things mm-hmm. but so the logistics of things have to be a one so that the good things about the race is the forefront and not the complaints exactly exactly but yeah i, I hope it continues i hope team take town does yes. it because i do want to go over and do it i'm down I'm down. I've been wanting to do a Ragnar, but that still hasn't happened. But I'll do. I'll do that right now. I'm over the Ragnar. Really? I actually, you know what I want to do? Clip the coast. Okay. I want to go old school. Let's, I want to start finding go. the original ones. Let's go and go because I kind of because you know nobody talks about Hood the Coast mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. And just like when we talked to Jerry Brown, he was like, "That's what that's it is what that was the thing." Yeah. And Ragnar kind of repeated it. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. I'm so, here for it. Now we got a guest. Yes. We got a great guest. Y'all don't even know. Yes. Y'all, this Y'all gonna like man, this guest. Man. Man. <laughs> I'm so very excited this about him. This dude right here. Um, but Patrick Jefferson, he is, is he the CEO? I think he's the he's CEO a, of Lace Up. He's the CEO fitness. of Lace Up. And I'm sure you've been seeing Lace Up everywhere mm-hmm. um, and not know what it is. Well, you about to find out to on our episode, interview with Patrick out. Jefferson. Yes. Now, if you're watching Almost Live, we get ready to get up out of here. But go to iTunes. SoundCloud, and Google Play. And listen to the interview with Patrick Jefferson of Lace Up. And we're back with a special guest. Yes, so we have Patrick Jefferson here. I call him Mr. Nike. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show. Welcome Welcome to to the the show, show, Patrick. Patrick, How you doing? (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank you all for having me. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, yes. So Patrick is an amazing runner in Atlanta. I think I've always, I've known Patrick for a little bit, but I think I uh, formally got to know him a little bit more from, um, the podcast with Darrell and Roy, you were on there and it was it was very good. It, you know, just learning a little bit mm. about your history. Tell us a little bit. I know you are a Nike fanatic. So tell us kind of what your connection <laughs> is with Nike, because you will. Patrick will be all up in your comments if you post something other than Nike or you asking about a shoe. He's like, Patrick is like Nike. I mean, why are you even questioning? So, you know, t- talk to me about that. Patrick, what's going uh, on? Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> let me let me let me try to get people to understand the whole Nike thing. Okay. Um, I was in the third grade, <laughs> the first time. This is a true story. Okay. True story. Okay. I was in the third grade. We're talking the mid 1970s. Mm-hmm. And Nike had just come out. We were living on in Cherry Point, uh, North Carolina, Marine Corps. I grew up Marine Corps. My dad's a retired Marine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um. My mom and I go to the PX. I went to get another pair of Converse. Mm. And we got there, and we're looking around, and my mom says, what about these? Well, you know, when you're a child like that, Mm -hmm. and I looked up to my mom at the time, Mm -hmm. so it was really impressionable. She said, oh, I kind of like these, baby. These look nice on your feet. Mm -hmm. And they were a navy blue. Y'all remember the night had the big plastic cat head cone on the front of them? I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) And they were they were navy blue with a white stripe. Wow. And so I was like, okay. And mom said, I'll still get you your Converse, baby, you know, because I know that's what you came here for. Mm-hmm. He said, but here, try these on. So I got both pair, you know. That was rare for my mom. Mm-hmm. So, but I got both pair that day, and I wore the Nikes to school, and everybody was like, man, where did you get those from, you know? And <laughs> I'm in the third grade. Right. You know? So everybody asked me. And, you know, I, I felt like cause, I mean, I was military and I got them on base, you know, mm-hmm. that all the other non-military kids didn't have access to Right. Them. Yeah. So, you know, it just kind of, so 
Anyway, that led to my big sister. I have a sister who's five years older than I am. I have a brother who's four years older than I am. And my sister got a pair. And then it just became a theme with my entire family. I can tell you right now, it's not just me. Wow. My kids, okay. my, I mean, I'm telling you, my aunts, my uncles, my parents, my I mean, it's throughout my entire family. There are, there are two things that are prevalent throughout my entire family. And that is Nike and North Carolina Tar Heel basketball. All right. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I hear throughout you. the entire family. I hear so, you. So um, all through school, you know, it was just a, you know, back then it was just a fashion. And I'm, I'm a very loyal person. I'm a very brand loyal person. Mm-hmm. So all through school, you know, I wear Nike, wear Nike, wear Nike. I remember I went to five different high schools. So my okay. sophomore year, I was trying out for a basketball team. I made the team, but they decided they wanted to wear. This is how old, how far back I go. I don't know if y'all remember Asahi. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I've heard yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. So, for whatever reason, the team decided they wanted to wear Asahi. I'm not wearing a damn Asahi. And that was the first thing <laughs> the story right. came out. And so, the coach was telling me, he was like, well, you don't wear you don't wear team shoes, you don't play. I'm like, that's cool. I sit, I, I sit on the bench. So, I was the only player on the team who had um, Jordans on. That didn't last long. After, after the first quarter, I started the rest of the season. I was good, you know, but anyway, right. so I just, I just refused. So then my last story with Nike was, you know, when I was world-class and I, Mizuno offered me a contract right away, as did Reebok, because mm-hmm. we're talking 91. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, and I, I was sitting around, but Mizuno was coming at me really, really, really hard. Mm-hmm. But my coach was with Nike and he said, Pat, he said, I'm talking to him. I'm talking to him. Just hold off. He said, you know, I got them. I got them in the pocket. You know, they're going to come talk to you. Mm-hmm. It seemed like forever, <laughs> you know. So I'm talking like a week goes by, two weeks goes by, three weeks goes by, a month goes by. I'm stressing. Meanwhile, Mizuno's just sending me all kind of free stuff. Right. Every week, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting a Mizuno package in the mail, you know. And I'm giving it away to my teammates. You know, here, man, take this, take this, take this. Right. Finally, the Nike rep, you know, meets with me. They come down and to the base. I was still running for the Marine Corps team at the time. Mm-hmm. They come down to the base, and they're just, you know, they sit me down. And they knew I was holding out, you know, and offered me ten grand less than what Mizuno was offering what? me. Mm. Because they're Nike. Hell. <laughs> right. I get it, but I'm like. <laughs> yeah, I need that dude. Right. Don't rate me, though. Right. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I, I really had to think about it long. That was the first time I was just like, man, I've been disloyal to y'all all these years. I kind of felt the type of way about it. Right. But in the end, they got me. So, <laughs> so you were sponsored uh, from um, through Nike. Yeah. Yeah, so what happened was when I was in the Marine Corps, all they could do was give me gear. They couldn't give me a paycheck. They couldn't give uh-huh. me any. Right. Like, if I went to any events that I ran back then, um, and so you, you have different levels. You have the Marine Corps team, then you have the all-military team. Mm-hmm. So when I when I advanced, even when I advanced to the all-military team, you're still in the military. You can't accept a check. You can't accept gifts over a certain amount of money. I mean, it's very restrictive as to what they were. I went to one event, won a Mazda Miata, and couldn't take it home. What? what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it was, you know, it was it was just like that. So, you know, I, I didn't care. It wasn't, it wasn't that big of a deal to me. Right, right, right. I got you. Um, but um, ultimately, when I got out of the Marine Corps, and, you know, I, I was officially signed with Nike. So when I got out of the Marine Corps, 
it was, and that's the only reason I got out. I'd have stayed in forever. Loved every day I was in the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to stay on the West Coast. Nike was building their East Coast team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all know this or not, but track and field on the West Coast is like football in the Southeast Conference, mm-hmm. college football mm-hmm. in, in the yeah. Southeast. Right. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It, mm-hmm. it is everything over there. Mm-hmm. I wanted to stay on the West Coast. I love California. Um, and... Um, but they wanted to build the East Coast team. So they sent me here. That's how I got to Atlanta. Oh, okay. So, okay. Um, yeah. 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 So, anyway. Yeah. Uh, and now, <laughs> just to, I'm sorry, just to, just to continue it on. The only reason I'm so loyal to Nike at this point is that, I've, you know, as I've been running, I'm so familiar with the technology. Mm-hmm. I just don't have the patience to even try to learn anyone else. I know for every shoe, what this shoe is for, what that shoe is for. If it doesn't fit me, I can find another one. You know, I just know their technology so well. Right. Yeah. You know, and it, it, I'm just comfortable with it now. So yes. that's kind of why I'm the way I am now. But anyway. Look at Patrick giving us all that history. Right. all that history. You know what? As soon as you said, as soon as you said, you were going to the PS with your mom. Yes. And you were like, well, it just come out. And see. Patrick, they don't understand. These young folks don't understand. There was a time when there was no such thing as Nike. Nike had to build that brand, really. Yeah. Um, right. You know, Jordan kind of pushed them through the through through the top. But I remember the same thing with you. Excuse me, Converse. Everybody, you had that to have some Converse. Mm-hmm. Man, Converse, Converse. <laughs> yes. See, I remember. I remember back then. I wear my Nikes to school one day. Then I wear the Converse to school the next day. <laughs> Nobody was talking about my Converse, but I wear the Nikes the and next day. And it was day. everything. <laughs> you was getting all hyped up. <laughs> Man, I, I, I believe to this day, if you go home to my mama's house, those Converse are probably still sitting in the closet. <laughs> 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 that is too that is funny. Cool. That's hilarious about the basketball team. But your basketball, I mean, the, your team, the, their team shoes wasn't that bad. They were, they were pretty good shoes, I guess, back then. Yeah. Shoot, my high school team, yeah. you might not you might not remember these. You remember shoes called kangaroos? I've seen oh, those yeah. before. I don't that's oh, what yeah. my That's what my high school team <laughs> wore, was kangaroos. Tommy, Tommy, I'm, I'm, bro, let me, let's, let's just take a moment of silence. And I just I'm really sorry, bro. I'm really, really sorry. Mean. Really sorry for that. I bet. <laughs> all y'all had was Walt. Walt you remember Walt, Walter Payton used to uh, rep that brand. Kangaroos. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was yeah. like, how we end up with kangaroos? Then they tried to make it cool and call them ruse. Ruse. <laughs> they tried to shorten it up a little bit. The ruse. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, yes, yes. So, yes. You, you are a Nike brand, and I understand, you know, you've been wearing it so long, you're just mm-hmm. kind of familiar with them. That's that's definitely a good reason to, to, to have that, that brand loyalty. Of course. So, tell us now about, about your running now, because you know what, Patrick, I, I mean, I, I remember your interview with the, um with um you know, Darrell and, and those guys, mm-hmm. but really what got me was when I guess you missed the Boston um, time and then you just oh. your, your posts were all just that Boston thing, just just a picture of it. Listen, like, no, 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 let me cat? tell you how it came across. This is what Tommy did, Patrick. Uh-huh. So I told him, I said, uh-huh. you know, I want to interview Patrick. He was like, Patrick, Patrick, and I was like, yes, Patrick, you know, because me and you, I Patrick, me and you know each other. So he goes, he goes, right. oh, the guy that always posts his BQ miss. I said, yes, that. <laughs> 
that is Dude, so I, had to go, I had to go down your timeline to see a picture of you because you've been posting that I for a like, minute. I was like, really? <laughs> so, yeah, so ever since Patrick, for the listeners that don't know, ever since Patrick missed his BQ, of course you get an email that says you are not accepted, you did not meet your time. So now every training run that Patrick, Patrick that does, he posts personal. that letter saying, F y'all, I'm a get, I got y'all. I'm training hard out this mug. I am training hard, and I'm about to get this. I'm about to get this BQ. I don't care what y'all say. I'm running these miles, and I'm bringing this time down because y'all is not gonna tell me no. And Tommy was like, Oh yeah, oh, I do be seeing him, but I don't remember what he looked like because that's all he posts. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, him. That's Patrick. <laughs> but um, okay. as of as of this right. taping, All you right. did run a BQ time. Is that yes. correct? Yes. So on March 17th, yes. you ran, which race yes. was it? Um, the Shamrock in Virginia Beach. Nice. Shamrock Marathon in Virginia Beach. And yeah. we should be giving yeah. you yeah. congratulations. You ran a 314.35. Is that correct? Yes. yes. Congratulations. Yes. So BQ you. in the Thank books. You. What was Thank your BQ you. time? What did you need to beat? I needed a 320. Nice. So you smashed it. smashed it. Oh, you smashed it. You in the yeah. book. So you didn't just qualify. Yeah. You in there because, you know, some people be like, I'm mm-hmm. a qualifier, but they only made it by like 30 seconds and then they don't quite make right, it. Right, 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 right. Because the buffer isn't okay, enough, right. you know. So, yeah, you qualify, but are you in there, though? But you are definitely in there. Yeah, okay. Good job. Yeah. So, so how so did it feel? That's what happened to me the last two times. That's what happened to me the last two times. Okay, so I, I need y'all to hear me out carefully. Okay, and I don't we listening. <laughs> people, people, a, lot of people, a lot of people think I'm a run snob, and I'm not. But we'll, we'll get into that. And I okay. don't want this to come off cocky. I don't want it to come off arrogant or any of that. Just, mm-hmm. I need y'all to hear me carefully. Boston was more of an aggravation than it was like, oh, my God, I got to qualify for Boston. Mm-hmm. And let me – so – my my BQ time used to be 325. You know, they changed, they pushed it forward to everyone this 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 year. Right. Because it was 325, and then so many they, every each year, so many people kept missing the cutoff mm-hmm. that they pushed everyone's back, everyone's um, BQ time back five minutes. Mm-hmm. Because I think last year the cutoff time was like 458. Mm-hmm. So I've never run a marathon that I didn't BQ. Oh wow! So when I ran Marine, yeah, when I ran my first B, you know, when I when I ran my very first marathon, which Darrell and Maria are responsible for, I don't know whether I love them or hate them as a result of it, but anyway, <laughs> those are the two who talked me into my first. You my can't first help marathon. but love those two. <laughs> oh yeah, they were they were my training partners forever, and yeah, they're great people. But anyway, so um, when I was training for my first marathon, which is the Marine Corps Marathon in 2015. I kept telling everyone, if I'm going to run it, i got to be huge. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Patrick, just, let's just set your expectations lower now, okay? <laughs> because nobody, nobody BQs on their first marathon. Right. I'm telling you, I'm going to BQ. Mm-hmm. Now, I had never experienced the 20-mile wall before. Mm. You know? I had done some training runs, you know, the whole night. So I get to, matter of fact, I remember Darrell and I were on one of our long runs. He was like, okay, what's your strategy? And I said, well, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And then when I get to mile 20, I'm going to drop the hammer. Mm. He busts out laughing. He's like, dude, won't be no hammer <laughs> dropping at mile 20. Trust me on this one. Right. He said, bruh, you're going to be hoping to survive at mile 20. I'm mm. like, no, I got this. I got this. So when I ran it, I mean, I, I cruised. I felt really, really good that day, you know. I remember I got there late. I got to the marathon late. My day had started 20 minutes before I got there. Oh, so wow. I spent the first 16 miles. Yeah. 
uh, the train that we were riding into D.C., mm-hmm. uh, it hit a deer or something. What? So it set everything back that year, yes. And then it rained, so all of the security systems, you know, that you have to walk through, they had short-circuited. Mm-hmm. So then all the Marines were hand, you know, they were looking at each bag as it goes through instead of running it through the security system. Mm-hmm. So okay. everybody was pushed back, yeah. So my first six, can you imagine this? My first 16 miles of that, of that marathon, I was saying, run it to your left. Move to your right. <laughs> the entire time, I'm screaming. But right. I still felt good. Uh-huh. I was on like a 3.15 pace then, and then I hit mile 20. Mm. And everything in my body seized up. Mm. First, my left leg, my left hand seized up. Mm. And so I'm running. I'm trying to massage it out. As soon as I get that out, the right one seizes up. Mm. So um, somehow, some way crossing the finish line at 324.15 with mm. a 45 second. Now, I, I made Boston by 45 seconds, but the cutoff that year was a minute and 52 seconds. Mm-hmm. So, so <laughs> although I qualified, I didn't make it in that year. Right, so okay. then fast forward to this past marathon when I ran mountains to beach um, back in May, I ran a 322.02. I'm like, cool. That's a three minute and fifty eight second. I'm good. I know I'm good. I'm good mm-hmm. this time. Well, the cutoff was four minutes and fifty eight seconds. <laughs> yes. So I missed it again. You know. And here's the thing, Andy. I swear, you know, it, it's just what because I, you know, I was like, um, they were like, Patrick, you, you probably need to run another one. Everyone kept telling Patrick, you probably need to run another one. Uh-huh. I'm like, man, no, nah, I got it. I'm, I'm good. I'm good this year. Everybody, Darrell. Lisa Galsney, right. Maria, you know, everybody's telling me, Pat, you need to run another one. You know, I'm like, man, I ain't, I ain't going through that again. I'm in, you know. Right. So when I got rejected this time, hence me being pissed, yes. I was mad. I know you were. <laughs> so the next morning I said, all right, Boston, I got you. Y'all gonna hear from me every day until I put this out of reach. And literally, like, every no run, way he you gonna tell me that turn me down. And down a mile. Oh, like, exactly. listen, Patrick passes me on Silver Comet. He's like, "What you doing? Come on!" Like he just and he just easing. He going, but then he posts and he's like, he's he's putting down a mile. He's putting. Wow, that is. He's awesome. like, I'm gonna show y'all. <laughs> so tell us about your race on Sunday. Like, you felt good. Like, how? What was? What was your thought process? Okay. So let me tell you what happened. So I don't know if y'all knew. I ran Phoenix about on what day was that? Um, February 9th, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Phoenix Marathon. I went to Phoenix to run, and three weeks before that, I had the stomach flu. I'm talking like I don't know what strain of stomach flu this was, but it, I mean. Had you all tore Bruh, it had, oh, my God, it had me down, had me down. I mean, I, I, I mean, I went back to baby days. I think I stuck my thumb a couple of times. Oh. I mean, it, it had me curled up in a knot, seriously. And so I, I remember um, we had a big, we had a lace-up um, meeting that weekend. Mm-hmm. And so I finally came, got over the stomach flu, and, like, a couple of days later, I got the flu flu. Oh, wow. So then I was out for another. So my last month of training going into Phoenix, I may have run 80 miles that whole month. Mm. Wow. And okay. so I, um, when, I, when, I, when I got there, I mean, I still felt good. You know, I still felt fine. And 
my big goal is sub three. Mm-hmm. You know, Boston was a secondary goal. My my real true 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 goal was to go sub three. I mean, granted, I'm glad to have the Boston monkey off my back, but right. yeah, it was to go sub three. So mm-hmm. I get to Phoenix, and I'm running, and I mean, I'm cruising. Mm-hmm. I was 650 pace for the first half. You know, I hit I hit the half mark at like 129. Nice. And so I'm cruising on, and then about mile 15, it starts sounding like somebody was just pulling the, the energy cord for me. Mm. Mile 16, I stopped. How I got from mile 16 to mile 21, I'll never know. But I get there, and they had a water station there. And so the guy looks at me, and he says, you know, are, are you okay? I said, no. He said, man, you need to sit down. So I sat down. They bring the EMTs over. They take all my vitals. And the guy says, sir, have you been sick lately, recently? And I said, yeah, I said, get off the, you know, get over the flu about a week or so ago. He said, man, what the hell are you doing? Your body has not been right. possible for your body to recover <laughs> that fast, you know, for you to run a marathon. Why are you here, sir? Right. So they had me hooked up to an IV and all kind oh, of Lord. stuff. Yeah. But, but this is the competitor in me now. I'm sitting there. They got an IV in my arm. And I'm looking. I'm like, okay, I can still go 305. And then the 305 case still goes by. And then, and then I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, hurry up. How much fluid? And then the 310 pace group goes by. And then the 315 pace group. I'm like, okay, I can still. If you can let me out here right now, I can still be cute. And just as they were pulling it out, the 320 pace group goes by. He says, sir, you're done. We won't even let you back on the course. Wow. So, I said, all right, so um, I DNF. Okay. And um, so then when I got back, Darrell and I, after not training together for about two years, he and I started training together. We started doing our long runs again together on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So Darrell was like, Pat, okay, check this out, bro. He says, we know sub three is inevitable. Mm-hmm. He said, but bro, I got to get, get you to Boston now. He says, I refuse to go back to Boston another year and you're not with me. Mm. As a matter of fact, if I go to Boston in 2020 and you're not there, dude, we're going to straight up box on Silver Comet. (laughs) (laughs) I know, that's right, Darrell. He's like, dude, he said, this is what I need you to do. He said, I need you to just go, drop a quick Boston time, give yourself a five-minute cushion, you Mm -hmm. know, and then you can focus on sub three. Right. Cool. So I have, I'm running Mount Charleston in April, the week after Boston. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so I said, okay. So then I was going to run Albany, but after DNF and in Phoenix, I took a week to feel sorry for myself. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I started saying <laughs> Albany came up too quick. Uh, so I started looking for marathons, and uh, Virginia Beach scored a high score. It's a completely flat course. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, you know, I, I, I do that one. So it was like a spur of the moment thing. The cool thing is all of my family is from Virginia. Nice. So my mom, my dad, my stepmom, all my uncles, aunts, everybody. Little little country town called Danville, right on okay. the North Carolina border. My dad's from Portsmouth. And, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. So I have family spread all through that, you know, area. Mm-hmm. So oddly, my dad and my stepmother met me up there. For the race. And my dad had never seen me run. You know, everyone sees social media. All my family's always comment about social media. I swear, now my dad's a retired Marine. I've never seen him like this before. He was like a sixth grader. I'm telling you, he Aww. was so 
excited. You know, I had him laced up with his laced up t-shirt and his laced up hat. You know, <laughs> that mama said he got so excited when I was coming through the tunnel, he fell over the guard gate. You know, the gate. He, he fell over top of that. So, <laughs> Lord, so, don't hurt. Don't anyway, you know, yeah, it was it was really good to see them, but. Back to your question, India. I'm sorry. Y'all got to keep me in because I'll get sidetracked in a minute. But, <laughs> um, Go ahead. We back, are a joy. <laughs> back to your question. I felt really good. Okay. The entire course. Um, my worry, like I told you all, I have the same worries, the same stresses, you know, that you all have. You know, I worried about, because in my every previous marathon, starting about 18, mm-hmm. you know, I started feeling a certain type of way. Even when I ran Mountains the Beach and I ran that 322, mm-hmm. well, up to mile 20, I was on 312 pace. Mm-hmm. That means I lost 10 minutes from mile 20 to mm-hmm. 20 to 26, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was always stressed out about getting to that mile 20 mark. So okay. one of the things that Darrell and I talked about on our long runs is like, look, you know, uh, I said, I got to go longer. I got to go longer. All of your run plans that, that everyone follows, mm-hmm. they are geared, you know, where you where you where you you top out into a twenty miler like three mm-hmm. weeks before right. the race or of something. Mm-hmm. Well, those training plans are geared towards completing a marathon. Mm-hmm. You know, just getting you to the finish. Yeah, correct. Well, I'm not trying to complete. I'm trying to compete. I'm trying to get a time. You know, I'm serious I, I, about you this know, thing. I, I got mm-hmm. I got gold. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I ain't out there. I ain't out there for fun. I'm out there to win. You right. know, I'm out there, you know, to at least, you know, um, to, to be competitive. Right. So, um, Coach O, Coach O had told me, he's like, Pat, you got to add more 24 miles in your training mm. plan. Mm. So, I said, you know, Darrell and I were talking about it, and I said, okay, Darrell, this is what I'm going to start doing from now on. I said, I'm going to start doing 18, 20, 22, 24. 18, 20, 22, 24. Every week. Mm. Those are going to be my long run. Darrell was like, nah, bro. Y'all know Darrell crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if y'all did. I don't know if y'all didn't know that yet. No, we know. <laughs> we know. So, so Darrell said, "Nah, bro. Nah, we ain't doing that." <laughs> he said, well, "We got, we got two options." He said, "What's the point of an 18 miler?" And I started. He said, well, "What's the point of a 22 miler?" He mm-hmm. said, "We're trying to get to 26, right?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Okay, so for now, we're gonna do 20, 24, 20, 24, mm. 20, 24." Those are our long runs. Oh, nice. So going forward, those will be our long runs. And, you know, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing that for several weeks. And when I was running um, um, Shamrock, I promise you, at mile 20, I felt like it was mile 10. Wow. Nice. But... Still mentally, I was still stressed. Like, okay, Pat, the ball's gonna drop at any moment. Yeah, you know, don't push it. Don't put. You've been cruising, and he told me he was like, dude, he said, just man, just preach. You're not. He said, you are not allowed to drop the hammer, Patrick, until mile 23. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He said, I just need you to be cute. We ain't gonna take any chances. I need you to be cute. So, I'm like, cool. So I cruised um, 7:26 pace. You know, was the target, mm-hmm. and so I was just, you know. Running, I got to, like, I got to mile 20, I still felt good. Around mile 23, I started to feel it. Mm-hmm. And this girl runs by me, and she, when she ran by me, you could tell she was a sub three marathoner, but she, she was doing this for a training run. When she ran by me, she turned around, she's like, come on, let's go. 
And I was like, cool. So I started running with her, and then I realized we were at sub seven pace. Wow. And I'm still kind of, I'm still kind of scared mm -hmm. in my mind like that. You know, you ain't got a three mile, you got a five k left, left, dude. Chill. Right. Just get across that finish line. You know, secure your BQ. So I slowed up a little bit, and then I, I dropped the hammer the last mile. I think it was like a 650, mm. my last mile. And I probably would have been a little bit faster if I hadn't had to jump over my dad who fell over. And, <laughs> oh, my you know, gosh. Save <laughs> 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 right? Saving dad. Saving pops. Oh, my God. That is too funny. <laughs> well, that is awesome. Well, congratulations, Patrick. Yes. You, you did so, that. You did that. You did that. that. <laughs> is coming. <laughs> you did. You got a. You got some good, good stories for for your BQ. Exactly. <laughs> good stories. And the thing about it is, oh, like yeah. Patrick is low key though. Like I know you see him, but like you, but you don't see Patrick at a lot of the Atlanta run like races. Like he trains and he goes out to take care of business. Like yes. it's not a lot yes. of like fun runs for Patrick from what I observe. Correct me if I'm wrong, Patrick, but it's you go no, out and you take care of business. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I don't um I didn't you know, I started this, um what happened, I I think I said that I started CrossFit first mm -hmm. and I was doing that. And I would get to the little running portions of the workouts and I was like, Man, you know, I'm still kinda of faster than everybody else, you know, let me shift over to running. But like I said, initially, all I was going to do was 5K. Mm -hmm. In the Marine Corps, when you do your physical fitness test every year, you have to run a three-mile as part of your physical fitness test. So to me, that was distance running. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember many years later, I was living in Charleston when I started running again a little bit, you know, and I had this little three-mile route I would run every day. And I said, you know, I started looking into marathons then mm -hmm. just out of curiosity. And I remember the first time I looked at a marathon plan and it said 20 miles. I was like, man, that's crazy. Who, who would do who that? Who somebody do something like that? <laughs> right. Like, that's insane, you know? And so I, I just threw it to the side, never thought twice about it again. Mm -hmm. And then um, I met Darrell at my very first BMR run. And he said, you know, he's like, you're a new guy. And I was like, yeah. He said, okay, I'll run with you. And he and I started talking. At the time, and I'm telling y'all, this is how focused I was on just running 5Ks mm -hmm. or maybe the 10K because of the Peachtree Road Race. Yeah. Right. My, my Instagram handle was Patrick J 5K. So I don't know how much <laughs> more clear I can be about the fact that I never had any intention. Right. It was like nothing else. 5K, that's it. Yeah. Right, Patrick J Five K was my Instagram handle, and so I, um, you know, he and I talked about, you know, whatever. I started training for a ten K mm -hmm. for the Peach Tree, and then I, I think that my long run on that training plan took me out to twelve miles, and then Darrell right before Boston. Um, I don't know if y'all know. I think Coach Carl does that Boston Bound every year at yep, the Dippities. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so Darrell talked me into meeting him there for that. And that was 16 miles. Mm -hmm. And I ran that that day. I, man, I thought the world was coming to an end on that run. <laughs> but I ran that that day. And and uh, Mario was working at that for mm -hmm. And so the two of them gave me some Bill Cosby drugs and taught me into <laughs> training for my very first marathon. Oh, my God. But, but you know, and, and here, you know, here's the crazy thing. No, you know, you're, you're very right, Andy. I, I am very low-key. I never had any intention of ever, like, 
trying to be a popular runner right. or trying to be in the, you know, but being fast and see to me, y'all don't, y'all don't get it. To me, I'm still not fast. Mm-hmm. I tell people all the time until I am consistently running sub six minute miles at every distance. Mm-hmm. Not fast. I got you. There are people out there way, way faster. Everybody you know? has their goal. Um, everybody has their goal. Everybody has their journey. Right. You know? Um, so, um, yeah, so then I started, that's when I, that's when I started training for my, you know, for my first, uh, marathon mm. and, um, you know, random Marine Corps marathon. So that, that's how I got into it. And then I got, I just got addicted to, I got addicted to the mileage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. crazy. You know, um, I actually look forward to those long training runs. Nice. People. Okay. Well, well for someone yeah. who did not want to be popular right. and, uh, you know, a marathoner, <laughs> You've done all the opposite things. Exactly. So how do you go from Patrick? Well, first off, you got a handle, so you wanted to be some kind of runner. Right. But how do you go from Patrick 5K to now being the starting Lace Up Fitness? What what hit you one day? Did you see another runner? What made you decide that I want to start mm-hmm. this business to help not just runners? You help cyclists. You help with nutrition. Mm-hmm. You help strength training. What what yeah. made you decide to start this up? Mm-hmm. Okay, 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 okay. I, I got quite a few confessions, so y'all sit down. Well, oh, you're already sitting, huh? Well, yeah, we okay, sit. We y'all, sit. Y'all, y'all, y'all are really gonna, y'all are really gonna enjoy this ride. Okay. <laughs> so, I was in the car. I've been in the car business for almost 20 years. Right. I've done it all. I've been an owner. I've been a general manager. I the last six years or so, I've been a finance director, you know. I'm that last person y'all talk to at, at 2 o'clock in the mm-hmm. day on morning when you come in, because <laughs> you know you came in a dealership at 11. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I've cussed you out, all your family members, everybody else. I just want y'all to know that, okay? I, everybody who's listening, let me say this right now. Do not come to a dealership, okay? It takes three hours. It took three hours in 2001 when I started. It still takes it's three a- hours to start the business. And that's, that's so, if you know what you want. That's right. if you know which car you right. want. Right, right, right. So find out what time they close and get there three hours before, right. okay? So that we can go home, right? All right? I want to make sure that everyone understands that, okay? Are we good with that? All right. Yeah, we good. Check. So I spent... 17 years, you know, 17 years in the car business, and I hated every day of it. Mm-hmm. I did. Never liked it. But I was good at it. It was natural, you know. Um, like I told Darrell and them, you know, it's a it's a six-figure talent. You know, mm-hmm. I can I can do it whenever I want it, but I just don't like the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like the crazy hours. It's 70 hours a week, mm-hmm. you know. But again, I was just good at it. So I've always been looking at a way to um, – successfully get out of it. Um, I once had my own auto brokerage business, but it was still part of the auto business, so Mm -hmm. I didn't love it. You know, something that I did. And sadly, I decided to start that up at the same time the first recession hit. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, yeah. So anyway, fast forward. I always knew I was going to do another business. I always knew I was going to start another business. And one of the things that, you know, um, bugged me was, it's like, you know, I remember reading, and I read all the time. I remember reading this book, um, um, oh, gosh, Booker T. Washington's book, mm-hmm. his um, autobiography. And one of the things he talked about were black preachers in the South from way back. He talked about how, you know, back then we couldn't read. Mm-hmm. You know, he came from slavery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, back then we couldn't read. He said, so what would happen was, 
black guys, you know, black people, once we were free, they learned how to read a few words. All of a sudden, they fall out in church on Sunday, and the next Sunday, they want to be a preacher, right? <laughs> yes. Hey, hey, talk about that. That's how so many people have been misled through the church. Great mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, you will always find me reading a book, like always. So um, anyway, it's the same thing in the fitness community. You know, people run a couple of miles, you know, they, they get into the community, they see how welcoming and how giving the community is. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, boom, some random business pops up. Woo, yes, um, look at me, look at me fitness, you know. <laughs> you are correct. Oh, yes, you are correct. that is correct. I'm with you from, from here. Yeah. Correct, uh-huh. correct me, correct me. No, you're wrong. right. They, you're they right. start pre- hey. They start printing off a bunch of colored T-shirts, and, you know, then they want everyone to join in, and, you right. know, it would frustrate me, you mm-hmm. know. So that's why I was so hesitant for so long before I started something in the fitness community. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, but I knew I wanted to get out of the car business. So I slowly just started, you know, the, the ideas would kind of hit me from here to here or whatever. But you all know that all my posts, even before that, I used to always hashtag Lace Up Foods. Mm-hmm. You know, and so and this started with me and Ed. Me and Ed from BMR were talking trash to one another one day about the Peachtree Road race, and he was like, "I'm gonna do this," and I said, "I'm gonna do this," and he said, "I'm gonna do this," and I said, "I'm gonna do this." And so next thing we know, I was like, "Well, dude, lace up, fool! Come on, we can go right now. <laughs> Let's do this." <laughs> so everybody, everybody there bust out laughing. They were like, "Lace up, fool!" So we all started laughing. From that point forward, for whatever reason, I would hashtag lace up, fool. Well, then I would be in these random places, you know, and pe- or I'd be on a, on, a, on, a, on a race course or whatever. I'd be on Silver Comet. People would run by me. Lace up, fool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, or, or Yellow Mamba. That was the other thing. Yes, you know, it was I remember always that one, one or the other. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was at football game. I was going to the football game, um, Buffalo and Atlanta. And this random dude yells out his window, lace up, fool. Mm. And I looked over at Kim and I said, I got a patent that. Mm-hmm. I got a patent that. Yeah. And so the next day I went, I secured the website. I contacted a, uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't secure the website the next day. The next day I contacted a uh, logo company. Mm. But I didn't know whether it was going to be. And I remember all that day sitting at the game. I couldn't tell you anything about that game. Because once my mind jumped, once that idea hit, Started my working. mind just jumped right. into overdrive. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I was like, okay, do I want it to be Lace Up Run Club? I was like, we do not need another damn run, run club. Yes. <laughs> Can't do that. So then I was like, okay, should it be Lace Up Sport? Should it be Lace Up Academy? Should it be Lace Up Kids? Should it be Lace Up Fools? You know, I'm mm-hmm. sitting there and I'm thinking, and finally it just hit me, Patrick, do lace up fitness, and you can put anything, anything in it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the next day I contacted the, the the logo company, and the same logo company that did my previous business, um, my auto brokerage business, which is called Wheel Estate. Mm-hmm. Wheel Estate was Carvana before Carvana. Y'all see how big Carvana is? Yes. They, they, they should send me stock. <laughs> I started that business in South Carolina back in 2006. Mm. Seriously. It's all about uh, anyway. timing sometimes. Mm-hmm. All about timing. All about timing. So anyway, so um, I called that same company, 
and had them, you know, told them my vision, and we started working on the logo. Nice. Took me four months. Mm. Took me four months. This is just, if you all want to know how meticulous I am, mm-hmm. it took me four months to settle on that logo. Mm. We went back and forth. They made me so mad I didn't speak to him for like three weeks one time. <laughs> you know, we just went back and forth, back and forth, fighting, you know, whatever. So finally, we get and we get the logo completed. And I'm like, yes, that is it. But mm-hmm. I still didn't have a business. I just had a logo. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, Pastor, while you're trying to figure out what, you know, what you want to put under this umbrella, get some people together. Mm-hmm. So I started recruiting, and I started recruiting Regina, and I started recruiting Evelyn, and I started recruiting Jamie and Dietrich, mm-hmm. and I started recruiting um, Ebony, and I started recruiting, you know, all the people that I knew, yeah, all the people that I knew who I knew that they put in the work. Now, here is my thing. And this goes back to people thought I was, you know, people think I'm a run snob. And I, again, I say this, I'm not a run snob. Again, I don't care how fast you are. India, you're not, you know, no, you're not blazing. No. Yes, you're a five-hour marathoner. <laughs> but you're out there every day and you're putting in the work. You get the same respect I get. Right. You should. <laughs> Thank you. Know, you know, Tommy, you, you put in the work. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't care how fast you are. I care that you put in the work. Don't ask me to buy any of your funky you know, memorabilia or whatever it is that you're trying to sell me and you're running three miles a month. I'm not, yeah. get away from me with that. No. Don't try you. to pull from our community mm-hmm. and you're not putting into it what you're trying to get out of it. Right. No, I'm not sending you across the country. No, don't ask me for stuff if you're not putting in the work. Right. Mm-hmm. So everybody who comes on with lace up, they know and they understand. you got to put in the work. And if you look at any one of the ambassadors, anybody that's associated with Lace Up, you know every single one of them are putting in the work. You're We've right. got various fees. Mm-hmm. Okay? That is a requirement. I truly believe in leadership by example. That was another reason. Now, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't expect my people to put in 200 plus miles a month. You don't have to do what I do, but you're going to do something. Mm-hmm. You know? And how can I ask you to stay active if I'm not staying active myself? Right. So, no, I'm not a run snob. I'm a lazy snob. <laughs> if you're lazy, you know, <laughs> but yet you're still trying to pull from us, yes, I'm a snob to you. Uh, yes, I'm not. I'm, we and I are not going to, we're probably not going to have a very good relationship. Yeah. That's where I stand on that, you okay. know. Gotcha. Um, I can tell you right now, let me, be, let me be completely honest with the both of you. Yes, I'm a business owner. Yes, I want to promote my business. If you all weren't putting on the work, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. I hear you. That's true. That's how I feel. Okay. I mean, is that respectful enough? Yeah, yeah. it you is. Know, if I didn't know if I didn't if I didn't see you all putting in the work, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah, you're and right. That's just how I feel. So, you know? if you were so, to put together Lace Up Fitness and kind of if you could just sum up what this business is and what the fitness community can look forward to, what would it be? Because I know we did get a snippet of it from Coach O, but we need to hear it from right. you. Right, right, right. Um, what exactly is okay. it? it has now been launched website is out there like what exactly is lace up fitness okay so i can't tell you that without going into the full story uh-huh. so again when we were i told you i'm a storyteller so just bear with me <laughs> so um all i had was a logo so i pulled all these people together and i said look guys this is what we're gonna do i had some t-shirts printed off and some hats 
I had two different hats and a visor printed off, you know. I brought them to my home. We sat down, we talked, and I said, yo, this is a blank canvas. We can make this whatever we want it to make be. Okay? Everybody give me your thoughts. I kind of had an idea as to what I wanted, but I wasn't 100% sure. So we sat around, we talked about different things, whatever, and finally, um, even then, we still didn't know. So, Tommy, I remember when you were talking to Coach O, Mm-hmm. And you were telling him, I don't know what Patrick has told y'all, but every time we ask about Lace Up Fitness, everyone just says, it's coming soon. It's hush-hush, yeah. That's exactly, hush, what, hush. That's exactly <laughs> what I told them because they couldn't tell you what it was because we didn't even know what it was at that time. Right. So, so what finally really led me to it was, you know, because people perceived me as this fast runner, everyone kept asking me to help train them. Mm. They wanted a training plan. Mm-hmm. So I put together these training plans for people, and I get so frustrated because I give you an 18-week marathon training plan. Mm-hmm. You look at it for four weeks, and then in week five, you'd be like, okay, Pat, I'm ready to start. Did I just start with week five? Well, no, fool, because you didn't do week <laughs> one through four. You ain't ready no, for week fool. five yet. You know, like, come on, man. <laughs> so, you know, or... Patrick, you know, I've been sitting on the couch forever. Can you give me a slow plan, to, you know, so I can run a 5K? Mm-hmm. Okay. I print you off a plan. The next thing I know, they start asking me questions about the plan that they heard from their coworkers because mm-hmm. they didn't make copies of the plan and gave it to their whole office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so you got 12 people running off one plan. So it just made me realize a couple of things. One, everybody ain't at the same level. Yeah. cookie-cutter plans that everybody's running on. A lot of people aren't ready for these cookie-cutter plans that they're reading. Yeah. Okay? Right. Each plan should be tailored to the individual, and mm-hmm. each plan should be, you know, uh, to be adjustable according to your training. So mm-hmm. if you go four weeks and you don't do anything, okay, then we still starting you at week one. Right. So it should be adjustable. You know, it should be, again, it should be completely tailored to that individual. So I was thinking of it in terms of running because that's what I know. Mm-hmm. Then I realized I also know a ton of people who cycle. Also known a ton of people who swim. Mm-hmm. Also known a ton of people who want a personal trainer, you know, for strength training, you know. Mm-hmm. And one of my keys, one of the biggest keys for me as a master's runner, I'll be 49 years old in October. Mm-hmm. One of the keys to me as a master's runner was changing my diet when I went vegan. Mm. So I wanted to add nutrition in there too. So here's the thing with Lace Up Fitness. Lace Up Fitness for anyone, no matter what level, if you're just getting off the couch, or if you're just like myself and you're a seasoned runner, or if you're even a pro and you want to jump in or you want to improve or you want to begin in any one of those fitness disciplines, whether it's running, whether it's cycling, whether it's swimming, whether it's strength training or whether it's nutrition, I have certified coaches. Everybody has to be certified in each one of those disciplines. No, I'm not letting my cousin Ray Ray come over and train you (laughs) in running, you know, just because, Ray Ray came out to, you know, and ran a 15-minute 5K. Right. He's not certified. I'm not, you know, right. So I put together, the, and I, and then that's when I just started recruiting coaches. Mm-hmm. See, forever, think about this, guys. All y'all saw was, you know, my ambassadors. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I added Coach O and Shawana. They came, they sat down, you know, and I added them. They were the very first two coaches I signed, and I'm telling you, that was like, the Cowboys signing Deion Sanders in 95. <laughs> I was like, yes. It you is, know. yes. Big deal. 
So, yeah, so getting them, you know, and then adding a swim coach, then adding a, a cycling coach, then adding, you know, uh, personal trainers, then, you know, nutritionists, you know. Um, and, I mean, Dr. Benita Stevens, you know. I mm. mean, she's not only a nutritionist, but she's a, a run coach now, too, mm-hmm. you know. So everybody that I bring on my team, I, I'm telling you, I took my time. I tell everybody involved in Lace Up Fitness, I would rather do this right than rush. Mm-hmm. We were initially supposed to release this website in December. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will not release it unfinished. Mm-hmm. I will not do a mass publication until I knew for sure that it was ready. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time, and I'm okay with that. But, you know, you only get you know, only one chance for a first impression. Mm-hmm. And it was very important to me that it was done right. Every aspect of lace-up fitness has been carefully crafted. You know, I've taken my time and put it together. Um, I was not going to release some, you know, um, um, half product out there. Good. It's all about fitness. Okay. It's all about quality. And, and I've so, gone through uh, um, your website, and I looked at all your, like you said, everybody's certified. That's what I was looking for. And, and you know, mm-hmm. I, it doesn't it doesn't matter how long it takes to get out as mm-hmm. long as you put it out right. And and right. I can see when I saw that everybody was certified, I was like, yeah, you're right. This is not going to be ABC Fitness. No, like you said, he's coming correct. Somebody yeah. ran for, you know, a year, and now mm-hmm. they want to, you know, show everybody else how to do it. You actually found people who actually know what they're talking about mm-hmm. um, as far as, you know, whatever their expertise is. Right. Think about this, okay? This is and, and this is you know my side of humility. People were asking me for training plans. I still give training plans to people, but I don't do it under lace of fitness. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a certified run coach. Yeah. So you're not going. Yeah. If it's going to be lace of exactly. fitness, it's going to be a certified exactly. coach. Right. And I think about it is, exactly. is that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. If you look at the if you look at the t- if you look at the website under Run Coaches, it has mm-hmm. Coach O, it has Shawana, it has Dietrich. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have Patrick. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm under other team members that <laughs> others have. That. Others, the rest, others, the, the rest, rest of the, of the team. team. <laughs> like you, you don't get announced. You just come right. out when everybody else comes out. Exactly. You come out exactly. with everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you know, yeah. uh, and that was very important to me. I'm sorry. And the other thing that I want, I, I need to, this is very important to me because when I was initially um, telling you all about all the ambassadors, mm-hmm. the one ambassador that I didn't mention was Angie. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Angie came to me in a different light and Angie, you know, has a very specific role and you'll see it grow as Lace Up Fitness grows. But I was running on Silver Comet one day, this was in September mm-hmm. and I was on a 20 miler and I'm coming back from to the bike depot, mm-hmm. and I pass Angie, and it hit me like a like a ray of light. You know, it's September. We're going into October. We're going into Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. You know, gosh, Patrick, Lace Up Fitness is going to need a, a um, nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So I know you've all seen Lace Up Fight. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. That's a Lace Up Fight. Okay. That's where the idea came in. I looked at Angie, and I'm like, you know, all that she's overcome, amazing person. First of all, let me say, I have an amazing team. Mm-hmm. Every single member of Lace Up Fitness, whether you're a coach, whether you're an ambassador, they are an amazing team. Like I said, they have been handpicked, and I've thought of them. You know, think about this. I know a lot of people in the run community. Mm-hmm. Don't look at Lace Up Fitness and see who's there. Think about who's not there. Mm-hmm. There's a reason. Mm-hmm. 
I have handpicked everybody, and there are more to come, mm-hmm. you know. But that was the initial group. So, anyways, um, basically what Lace of Fights is going to do, anybody who's overcoming any type of illness or debilitation or whatever the case may be, why should Lace, why should Angie have to pay for her race fees? It's a big event. Mm. If Angie wants to run a marathon and she's overcome breast cancer, why should she have to pay for that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Lace of Fights will receive donations to take, you know, now I can't pay for all of her events. I can't pay for her to, you know, I mean, maybe. I don't know what type of donations we're going to get once we truly launch that site as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yes, all these people who, you know, whether it's, whether it's cancer or it's MS or it's, you know, epilepsy or whatever it mm-hmm. is their debilitation is, if you're suffering from some type of debilitation and you're sti- you still want to maintain an active lifestyle, Lace Up Fights wants to help you with that. Nice. You know, gotcha. Um, okay. And so that's where Lace Up Fights comes in. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because I have that's seen Lace awesome. Up Fights, and I did see Angie was associated with it. But, yeah, that that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. And you're right. She is probably the perfect person to pick mm-hmm. um, to, to help. Uh, she will be the face of Lace Up Fights. Yeah, to, to, to do that because Angie has come over, come overcome a lot and keeps on rolling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. And a very humble spirit. Love that girl to death. She's great. Yes, great yes. person. Now, as as far as because you were saying now, just to let y'all know, we're we're taping this um, on the 19th of uh, March. Um, (laughs) But you were saying uh, before we started the podcast that your team is actually going over to Selma. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we're going to be me and the ambassadors are going to run um, Selma. Okay. Yes, that's going to be our first big public um, event as a team. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, we're really looking forward to that. So we've been planning it. We were at first, you know, everyone, we talked about the Ragnar, we talked about this, we talked about that. But, um, yeah, we all felt, as a group, we sat down, we discussed it, we just felt like that would be the perfect breakout event, you know, for us to come out collectively as a team. Because everything you've seen up to this point has been individual. Yes. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. everyone everybody just posting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this will be our first true team event. Everybody be dressed down in Nike, just so y'all know. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Dripping in Nike. Um now is this gonna so is this team gonna stay together? Like you said, there's Ragnars, of course there's always the ATL relays here in Atlanta. So you guys gonna kinda mm-hmm. stay together you're gonna kinda try to get the team out there for more relays besides just doing the you know, the Selma? Well, I'm glad you asked that. I'm glad you asked that because I don't know if you've recently noticed. I also there's another element to lace up, which is called lace up elite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen so that. Mm-hmm. We are going to put together a ridiculously fast race team. Mm-hmm. Well, now, Patrick, I am, you know, aren't you a venom? I, I, mm. Are you a venom? I am. <laughs> So, yeah. so wait a minute. Are you going to try to take down the Venom? Because uh, you didn't pop. Because you said a couple of people that are Venom. Venom sisters. You I got, got a, a Venom sister. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I got one better. For, I got one better for you than that. Lace Up Elite is going to take down Atlanta Track Club. Oh, All right. Okay. All right. You, you heard it here You first. heard it here first. Yeah. Hey, the right hey, Patrick, Patrick I, I ain't am, mad hey, at you. I, I ain't mad at you. Let's do this. I'm so tired of people looking at them red jerseys and getting weak in the knee. Oh, uh, no. No, they go, oh, yeah, they're going to see the navy blue lace oh. up elite jersey. They're going to get weak in the knee. We're going we to start weakening some knees. Patrick, instead of I'm weak. here for all of I'm this. I'm for that. Yeah. <laughs> 
holler yeah, at a brother. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Hey, I am a competitor, man. I'm telling you, I hate to lose any. When I was growing up, I think I have an older brother and older sister. If we were sitting at the dinner table and we locked eyes at the same time, it was a staring contest. <laughs> Everything is competition. That's how I was raised. Well, so, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, yeah. I, yes, I, I, and Patrick, it's not like I'm, I'm rooting for you to beat the Venoms or anything, but I love Healthy that. competition. That friendly, yeah, friendly yeah. competition. Friendly, That's what I've wanted in Atlanta to, to for us to get going in these relays and get get some teams. Because, you know, Venom, pretty much if they showed up, they were probably going to win. That, I mean, there's not too many of us right. that could put together a team right. uh, to fight uh, right. what Ed was doing. But I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the competition. Yeah, definitely. let's do it. I'm looking forward to all of oh, this. Yeah. I'm looking forward to all of this. The oh, ability yeah. to connect with Patrick and his team to be able to get all the different things, new nutrition, the coaches, swim, bike, run, like everything in one place. Like that is just going mm-hmm. to be amazing. And it's being, it's headed by people that are awesome. Like they're yes. definitely great energy and it's not being half-assed done, which is great. Now, Patrick, just so, hey. just so that our family, our run duo family knows, so how if they want to, you know, get get with lace up, they want to look at see what you're about, look at your mm-hmm. plans, that sort of thing. What's the best way to do mm-hmm. it? How can they follow you? You know, like you've told us about lace up elite. I think that's on Instagram, right? The lace up elite and lace up flights are both got their own it's Instagram pages. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, but as far as the actual business and how they can get in, get get with you, tell them how they can do that. Best way to do it would be to go to to the website. It's laceupfitness.com. Okay. Go to the website. All the information is on there. And if you notice, under every coach, you can email them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, on the website, you can register. If you go to our packages, you can look at the different packages. My email address is on there. Everybody's email address is at laceupfitness.com. Okay. So it's their first name, mm-hmm. at laceupfitness.com. Um, there are some of them that are um, their first initial last name, mm-hmm. at laceupfitness.com. But, um, yeah. So if you don't feel comfortable talking to me, I'm okay with that. That's why I added everybody's email address <laughs> to the website. Anybody there, you know, mm-hmm. if you just want to talk to Angie and ask her, he's Angie at laceupfitness.com. Okay. You know, just whoever it might be. I wanted it. To, here's the thing. Yes, is it my company? Is it my creation? Absolutely. But like I told everybody, and I tell everybody this through every meeting, there are no bosses in this company. I hate bosses, which is probably why I hated the car business, which is why I hated getting out of the military. When I was in the military, you know, I was surrounded by leaders. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't take, it's not hard as a boss to go and tell somebody, go do this. Mm-hmm. What it, it, it shows leadership to tell everybody, let's do this. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I tell everybody, look, everybody in Lace Up Fitness has a voice. That's why I'm so careful about the people that I add. Mm-hmm. I got to trust what you say. I got to believe in you as a person before I bring you to my team. Mm -hmm. You know, if I don't trust or I don't believe in what you say or whatever the case may be, then you can't be a part. Mm -hmm. If you tell me something, I got to know that it's coming from a good place. You know, I got to trust that you have the company as a whole and, and you you know, in your best interest. And that's why I have the team of people that I have around me because Mm -hmm. any one of them at any time can come to me and say, hey, Pat, we got this idea. You know, let's work with it. You know, and we'll discuss it as a team. There yeah. are no bosses in Lake Perfect. Perfect. That, okay. That's so. great. Now, before I, we let you go, Patrick, I did want to ask you this because mm-hmm. we, we here at the Run Duo are big supporters of the race, the Unity Collective race. I'm sure you've heard of it. Put on by Tess. Put on by mm-hmm. uh, Tess. Mm-hmm. So are you going to bring mm-hmm. Lakes Up Fitness to, to the Unity Collective yes. race this coming year? Are you going to bring the team? Hey. October. Or will you be there? Man. Will Lakes Up Fitness be there? 
check it out. Me and me and Tess have already had a meeting. We already talked about this. Nice. So here's another exclusive that you get. Okay? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Lace Up Fitness and Lace Up Fights will be there. Nice. Lace Up okay. Fitness will have a booth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lace Up Fights. We I plan to um, pace. I okay. want to pace one of the um, and we're going to be in Lace Up Fights gear as a group. Okay. Okay. Well, obviously, because it's October. I'm gonna that's, pace, that's I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna pace the entire group. Okay. And we're gonna be in lace up fight gear, um, in that pace group. Nice. So yeah, that'll be the coming out party because it's October. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Time be breast cancer awareness. Go. You know, we're all gonna be in. We're all gonna be in white and pink. You know. Um. So yeah. Uh, that's a perfect time nice. for us to come out as a group. Well, I'm excited. I don't oh, know yeah. about you, Tommy. Definitely, I'm definitely. I'm excited. Now, Patrick, is there anything that we missed that we didn't ask you that you want to say to our, our our listening audience? Anything in particular that we may have missed on it? No, no, no. I think y'all, y'all are pretty thorough. You know, um, <laughs> I appreciate y'all having me on. Of Thank course. you. Just, I just, you know, again, it, it's more about my team than just me. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm really, really, really trying to communicate that. You know, Lace Up Fitness is with Patrick Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Lace Up Fitness is a collection, you know. Again, I, I have a, I have a great, awesome team, and I appreciate everything that they do. And my success, you know, um, can't happen without them. Okay. Well, Patrick, so, I, I have truly enjoyed speaking with too, you. I have and it's I look been, forward to seeing who else is going to be a part yes, of Yes, it's been very entertaining. Yeah. Besides just talking about Lace Up, just in general talking to you, it's been mm-hmm. very, very entertaining. <laughs> so I definitely appreciate you uh, taking time to uh, speak with us. Definitely, hopefully, we can speak with you again down the yeah. line. If you ever have anything that you just Absolutely. want, hey, give hit us up. If you ever want us just to announce anything Promote from Lace anything, Up or let us anything, know. anything at all, just, mm-hmm. g- just hit us up. We're definitely there for it, okay? I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's been great, guys. Thanks a lot. You're right, welcome. Man. Thank Have a good you. One. Have a good one. Now, that was a interview. What? Boy, I love boy. Patrick. <laughs> he is hilarious. Did y'all enjoy the story? Oh, my gosh. He is a storyteller. Yes. You know what? I knew he was going to be. As soon as he said he used to sell cars, yes. I was like, okay, this brother. <laughs> Used car sales. He's about to tell some stories. <laughs> But so, anyway, so another, another great interview, yes. another great episode. Yes. Um, I hope if you did get a chance, you went and checked out Almost Live. Yes. We get, you know, we get our shenanigans um on tape. Um, but India. Yes. How can they get in touch with you? All right. So you can follow me on Instagram at i underscore of underscore indigo, and that's e n d i g o underscore runs. And you can also find me on Facebook. My name is India Cook. And if you want to send me an email, give me some goodness, um, milesfromindia at gmail.com. And you you can get me at thomaswmitchell2.com and also tmitch68 on Instagram. Or, you know, our Instagram, the run duo. Um, You can Instagram or DM me there. I want to say thank you because we got actually some good feedback um, from the last show. And just this little, you know, because we do it every two weeks. Yes. Um, I got feedback. Lisa Gosney. Um... And, um, Eric, he's a he is a triathlete. He actually teaches uh, bicycling, um, yes, or cycling at Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. He actually uh, picked up the book. Nice, um, years ago. I see that. So I can't wait for him to tell us, you know, what he thought about the book. So I'm, I'm really interested to see that. Yes. So thank you guys. Keep it coming. We love input. We love you when you tell us somebody that we need to interview. Yes. And you know, we got some lined up that we got to get done before yes. the end of the year. So. And please look out for us. So our, our anniversary episode is coming yes, up. And so, so we're going to want some you know. feedback from you guys on episode that you love. Like, just give us some stuff. We need some feedback. So be looking out for those posts so that we can get some uh, good stuff for y'all for our, for our anniversary. Exactly. Oh. That's it. Peace. See you in a couple of weeks. Bye, guys. <laughs>